Well, thanks for having me here. I appreciate it. And it's really nice to see what everybody, um, what everybody does and such really um, lovely and diverse practice and um, getting to know the organizers. I appreciate you guys uh, making this happen and creating this. I didn't realize that this space was created for the era of COVID. So I appreciate that of um, being strategic and um, creating new opportunities for people in digital spaces. So I appreciate that. All right, so I'm gonna flip my screen around and I wanna contextualize some of what I do here. And let's go to the desktop. Does that look good? You guys can see? All right. So I just wanted to start with um, an overview of my practice and sort of what it is that I do. Um, that the beginning of my career that I started out as a photographer. So I actually um, was trained as a classic black and white photographer and spent my early uh, years in the darkroom. And um, from there, I was really interested in this notion of adding elements of time and sound, began experimenting with um, forms of single channel uh, video art pieces and, you know, kind of dipping my toe into that world. And it's sort of funny with the types of work that I'm doing these days, I'm very much uh, identify as like a techie and uh, was really a, a traditionalist and resisted it for such a long time. And then when I was making video works that I felt very frustrated by the notion that all of the decisions were made in advance. That it was, it almost started to feel like, um, after working as a photographer for many years, it started to feel like there was something that was missing and then the shift to video work. And then again, I started to feel that frustration of there's something that I don't have here. And I, I was missing that element of uh, the unknown. And then I started to work on very large scale um, experimental public art pieces, like the piece that's uh, featured here, the project from 2011. And really, this is much of what I'm known for, these large scale temporary um, experimental, experimental public art pieces. Uh, the project I Go Humble, that that particular example, that it features um, four television monitors and it's a live video feed back and forth so people on the street that are passing by and they're seeing a live video feed of four performers that are situated uh, inside of this building out of sight and the four performers uh, it was two gay identified men and two women and their instructions were to cat call all of the men that walked by the storefront and the location of this piece was directly across from a park in downtown Atlanta where there was a culture of catcalling. And you knew as a woman or a female identified person that if you traverse through the space that the likelihood was very high that you would be catcalled. And so I created this piece to respond to this and create what I describe as an empathy training experience. So to put people on the opposite receiving end of, of inappropriate social behaviors that they typically wouldn't experience in their day-to-day -day life. Um, now, I thought that work was very successful, um, very exciting, but at the same time, it was very challenging work and it was putting the performers on the receiving end of sometimes very hostile behavior. And it wasn't something that I felt was 
ethical of me as an artist to do. And that led me to UC San Diego where I did my master's studies. And uh, I was looking for ways to create forms of interactivity, but using things like code and sensors to be able to do it. And this particular project, um, that this is an almost a full 360 panoramic screen that's actually touch responsive. And it was creating um, what I later refer to as digital circuits. So these um, pre-recorded characters that create an opportunity to engage with them either haptically or uh, through proximity-based sensors and creating these interactive, responsive, um, psychologically charged installations. And the type of work that I'm doing now, uh, like the one in the bottom corner, is I've started collaborating with people from the hard sciences. So people from neuroscience. Um, I'm working on a project right now that is um, dealing with um, the impact of white nose syndrome on the local bat population in Arkansas. And this was actually pre-COVID. And so it's been, in, in the beginning, it was looking at the ways that humans have impacted uh, wildlife habitat. And now it's, it's become also an investigation into how they are also impacting us, this like two-way street. Uh, the pieces that I submitted for this show is I, submitted uh, this project, Cacophony 24-hour news cycle. And um, I'll play a little bit, um, I'll play a short sample and then I'll talk about it. And so this piece is, is really a conceptual gesture that all of the sounds that you're listening to, and it's actually six different speakers, uh, and it's meant to be presented in a darkened space and that to be able to hear the sound, you have to stand in the middle, which is a, a spotlight overhead, um, that all of the sound for this, for this piece, that it comes from news reportage about mass shootings in America. Uh, it starts with Columbine and it ends with the Sandy Hook shooting. And um, all of the words of the reportage have been removed. And it was thinking about these, these moments of the breath and the pause when, you know, they're reporting, they're reporting, and they take this 
this moment to catch their breath. Uh, and this for me is what I refer to as my penance piece that I actually uh, for several years worked at a um, news organization. And um, one of the agencies that I, I serviced was CNN and it was being behind the scenes and being one of the people that were actually generating this media that I felt was um, very problematic uh, on many levels in terms of the way that these stories were being reported. And uh, I, I was hearing the way that these stories were being, being shaped and I, I felt um, very complicit in how these narratives were being, um, being told. And uh, so I was thinking about this, these moments of uh, also the speakers in these darkened rooms functioning like the, that they themselves were um, speaking and functioning like the people that were um, doing the reporting. And I, I think about Janet Cardiff's piece, 40 Part, 40 Part Motet, and where her project was very much about humanity uh, at its best and our, 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 us at our most um, transcendent and ethereal that I think about this piece as humanity at its worst. So, uh, and the other project that I submitted was this one, True Love. Um, and this is meant to be seen, uh, it's typically shown as a projection, but it's a single channel video and it, it's layers of these two uh, American bald eagles that their mating ritual is that they lock talons, they actually start tumbling towards the ground. And if these eagles don't complete this ritual that they, if they don't separate in time, that they actually will crash into the ground and it will kill both of them. Uh, but if they complete the ritual and they separate in time, that they become a bonded pair for life. And the sound for this piece is uh, a deconstructed version of the song True Love Waits by Radiohead. And um, for anybody that knows the story of the band, this is kind of like a very infamous song for them. And it was initially written at the beginning of the relationship between Tom York and the woman that would later they would you know, get married and have kids. Um, and it starts out as something very hopeful and something very beautiful. And it was never recorded. It was this kind of secret song. Um, and it wasn't until the end of their relationship that it was recorded. It becomes something very different. It's very um, melancholic because it marks the end of their uh, union. And it's, I think within the year after the song was finally recorded that she uh, passed away from cancer. So here's a short excerpt.
And the thing that I, the, one of the most important things I forgot to say was that there are two instances of the melody. And as this piece continues that uh, they start out relatively in sync and as it plays, they fall further and further out of sync with another. So, yeah. <laughs>